Yo, I'm Will Blackman. This is Upsets and Underdogs presented by WinBet. This episode will dig into the very first week 18. This probably was probably the most exciting season ever. The Lions took down the number one seed uh, in the Green Bay Packers. The Dolphins defeated the Patriots in Miami and the freaking Jaguars stunned the Colts, knocking them out of the playoffs. That is brutal. Uh, today, we'll break down those games and discuss what we can learn from them. So stick around. This show is brought to you by WinBet. The NFL regular season is over, but there is still plenty of time to get in on the action. So right now, download the WinBet app and start winning today. New users can take advantage of WinBet's bet $1, win $100 offer. If you bet just $1, you can win a free $100 bet on almost any sport, NFL, NBA, NHL, MLB, college football, UFC, boxing, and more. And they're also offering a 200% wager matchup up to $1,500. For all details on these offers, download the WinBet app now and set the odds in your favor. Offer subject to change. Terms and conditions at WinBet.com must be 20 or older and present in the state where WinBet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. All right, without further ado, bring in my guy, Nick Diaz, a.k.a. Lamb, a.k.a. the flag football lord, a.k.a. Jiu-Jitsu man. Welcome to Black Monday. Yes, sir. It is. Yes, sir. I, I uh-huh. thought you were going to keep going with these nicknames, man. You were flowing there. I, I was excited. Well, because I got to get to the show, man. We can't We can't be here all day. <laughs> Noah got stuff to do. He got a jackhammer outside his house that he's he, he wants to probably leave his house and get away from that noise. But uh, yeah, dude, it is It is black money. It is nuts. Already out the gate. But first of all, before we get into that, mm-hmm. um, exciting game last night. Oh, yeah. Um, one, like literally, I, I don't, I think everyone in the world was watching this game, the Chargers and the Raiders. And it's crazy because somebody, somebody laid on a parlay and one of their things was a tie. And I think they laid on 20 bucks and they would have won like 10 grand, uh, which is part of their parlay. And I was like, there's no way this will end in the tie. There's no way this will end in a tie. And we were two seconds from this game ending in a tie, like literally two seconds. And Rich Passaccia uh, he he said we thought about it, we thought about it, but they popped that big run, you know, which ultimately gave him a chance to go and win the game. Well, check this out. Well, a better with win bet in New Jersey hit a one thousand dollar two leg parlay that included the Jaguars money line and the Chargers Raiders game to finish with a tie at the end of regulation. He put one thousand dollars. And he won $115,000. No way. Just for the game to finish in a tie to go into overtime. No way. Talk about how rich. Wow. I mean, I mean, that's 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 gnarly, man. Um, but yeah, we'll we'll get into that more because I know that's uh that's a game we both picked, and you got me on that one. But let's get right into Black Monday, right out the gate, Nagy. Ryan Pace get fired. Uh, Ziggy and uh, Zimmer. Ziggy and Zimmer sounds like a band, right? Ziggy and Zimmer. Uh, they <laughs> both get fired in Minnesota. So right now, the NFC North is interesting. And then out of nowhere, Brian Flores, my dog Beeflo, gets canned in Miami. That was a total shocker. It, you know, it, but it was a shocker in terms of I didn't, I didn't think it would happen at all. By mm-hmm. any means, he still had two years left uh, in, his, in his deal, but. It goes back to, I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised. And 
every every time I think of this, I always go back to the Marty Schottenheimer situation in San Diego, going fourteen and two, and then having some disagreements with the front office. He gets fired. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And apparently, there was a report I saw from Darius Butler saying that. You know, him and, and the uh, Greer did not get along. Brian Flores and Chris Greer did not get along in terms of decision making. And that's it was like him or me type of deal. Um, and that's that's just weird, man. And and you see Stephen Ross's uh, press conference. And he says we want consistency. You know, well, it's like, I mean, two winning seasons, especially if you. <laughs> I, I, it'd be different. Like, OK, if they finish nine and eight, just, you know. Win a game here, lose a game here. But the fact that they went, they went eight straight. Was it was it eight straight games or seven straight games? Seven. Seven straight straight wins. Like that is character right there to have a coach and go seven straight after losing. You know, being over and then doing that. That's that's right there is. This tells me like there's somebody out there that he wants. That's what it says. You know, hey, thank you for getting us to a point where we're competitive. There's somebody else out there I like, and that that was that was mind blowing for me. The Nagy and the Pace thing. I mean, everybody was waiting for that to happen. Uh, the Zimmer, that that situation was okay. I I can see that too. You know, especially in, in the front office, uh, you pay Kirk all that money, and you're kind of trapped with Kirk. And it's kind of like it's 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 cool, but it's not cool enough. So it's tough, man. It's Black Monday is interesting. Um, I put out a tweet earlier today how everyone is like, you know, well, actually, because I saw Adam Scheffner said on TV, he was like, man, you know, it's tough for these coaches getting fired because their families, you know, I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, OK. My wife actually said this this morning. She said, I have sympathy for coaches who are wrongly. Who are wrongly fired. And I feel bad for their families when they are when they don't deserve to be fired. But players get cut left and right every single week. You got to move all over the place. I We moved 11 times. My family moved 11 times. Now, it's not, we didn't play it for 11 teams, but it's like, okay, we live in, you know, we live in California. We, okay, we go to Green Bay. Okay, we get cut from Green Bay. We move back to California. That's a move. And okay, we get picked up by New York. We move to New York. Okay, we get cut by New York. We move to California. Okay, we picked up by, you know, Seattle, we go to Seattle, move back. Go to Jacksonville, move back. Go to Seattle, move back. <laughs> like that's that's what it was. Cause we we were always on like one year, two year situations. We never made anywhere we lived home. Jacksonville is probably the only place where we did stay for a little bit, but we didn't make it home. So people get cut all the time. And I get it, yeah, as a head coach gets cut and all of a sudden all his other assistants, but those assistants actually have a chance to interview again for their job. Sometimes they stay, sometimes they don't. So yeah, I mean Black Monday is tough, but it is what it is. Um, do you do you see anyone else possibly getting hit today? Well, I mean the one that I'm closely monitoring is <laughs> the, the one from my favorite football team. I mean, dude, yesterday was you know, well, fan is short for fanatic, so I still had them on my TV and I was watching it, watching it, and I also was invested in the Washington football team to cover the six and a half points. Mm-hmm. And I mean, the crowd was a no show and rightfully so. Right. I was looking at some of the tickets to go to the game. Six dollars. 
to get into MetLife. You know, parking is like $50 to get in. And at this point, the organization is just, it's been an abomination. And I think Judge, the way he's handled the last couple of weeks is like, what is what is happening? And uh, that's one that I'm closely monitoring. I agree with you. Flores came out of nowhere. I was shocked. And I loved your tweet when I saw it this morning. It seems like, isn't it very similar to college football too? It is. Where, when a, where where like a coach when a kid, leaves or a kid wants to transfer. Yeah. A, a coach could just get up and leave and, and get the bag. But when a player wants to, it's like, oh, he doesn't love the game and all, all the other. Oh, he's scared BS of competition and all that stuff. It's like, right. yeah, you go you go where the opportunity is. And so it is what it is. Um, it, it's so funny. Speaking to the Joe Judge thing, when they went for it on 39, when he went the court wrestling on 39, I totally was joking about my tweet when I said, come on, guys. Of course, you know, it's they want to give the punter room. You know, that was part of my tweet. And I watched his press conference. And that's exactly what they did. That was his exact thought process. His exact his exact thought process was, look, man, well, I want to give a punter room because we don't want what happened last week happened this time. It's like, And Dan Olowski made such a good point. He was like, why did I bust my tail all week so that we can run a QB sneak on third and nine. Why am I even here? We're four and 12. Like why, what, why are we playing a safe? Why are we looking at percentage? You don't want your pump blocked. This is an opportunity. This is a rep. You get to practice this situation because you're going to be backed up plenty of times next season. You're going to be backed up. So this is a good opportunity to work on being backed up. Just protect it. That's wild. I, we need to move on, man. I, huh? I can't do this. I can't, <laughs> right. I can't do this. <laughs> let's move on. All right, let's catch up um, on the record books real quick. My picks. <laughs> this is so, so dumb, dude. The Chargers and the Rams. I mean, it was looking fantastic. Fantastic. The Rams blow a lead. Chargers, I mean, they, they I don't know, man. I don't know. Kudos to them for like getting all those fourth down conversions, which was like those throws from Herbert were absolutely ridiculous. But, you know, Chargers could have could have got this done, but, you know, they can't stop the run. My underdog to win outright was Seattle. Uh, I love that pick. So I'm seven and eight of my underdogs of the week so far. My favorite pick to cover were the Dolphins and they got it done. So I'm eight and seven. Of my favorite picks a week. So my overall record is 22 and 28. Gosh, Nick, what are your updates? Upset of the week. I had the Lions. How about I'm that? Nine I couldn't s- believe it. Nine and six on the look in the first. They were even winning in the first half too. When Rogers they were the, those guys were out there. We'll get to that in a little bit. Favorite pick as well. I was on the Rams. Will we both were on the Rams? And guess what? First time McVay loses with the lead going into halftime. Of course, because we were both on it, and we're not allowed to have nice things. Overall, twenty three and twenty seven on the year, which means Will. 23 is more than 22. Well, are we not picking playoffs in Super Bowl? We are, but listen, okay, the regular right season. Then, so just wait, you know. Regular season crown. Listen, right last, the last person that did regular season crown, I ended up beating them in the Super Bowl. So listen. Oh, hey, yeah. I enjoyed that. I enjoyed exactly. that. <laughs> okay. So all right, let's, let's jump into our breakdown before you try to find something else to be happy about so you can erase the... <laughs> the uh, drama from the giants in your mind so this is the segment where we break down the biggest upsets of last week so upset number one was my upset of the week the seahawks won 38 to 30 over the cardinals as a plus five and a half underdog and also plus 225 on the money line so 
This was the Russell we all hoped for. We wanted all year, right? Just out there doing his thing, looking mobile, looking fresh, almost like he was auditioning for other teams uh, this year. That's kind of what it looked like to me. Like, look, I still got action. And Lockett, he's just known for, for lighting them up. But I'll tell you what's exciting. And I actually befriended this kid, man, uh, Rashad Penny. Mm. Like looking yes. like the first round pick that they got four years ago, three years ago. I forget what it was. Looking out, standing, finding his rhythm like at the right time. And I love, again, I mentioned before, I love what he did in college. And when they picked him out, I'm like, okay, this is like their missing piece. Like they needed a run game. And unfortunately, he's dealt with some injuries and what have you. But he found his groove. Uh, he's looking outstanding. Buck 90 on the ground and a TD. Um, but this is interesting because especially with like what the with the coaching stuff going on, and obviously in terms of like next year, you hear Aaron Rodgers' name thrown around, you hear Russ's name thrown around a lot in terms of like where people can go. Obviously, the Saints is is a place you talk about, and also Denver's a place you talk about. <clears throat> Honestly. I think this situation, now that Vic Banjo got fired, I think the the match the match made in heaven situation would be Russell Wilson and Doug Peterson in Denver. Don't know how likely, but that would just be like outstanding, especially for Elway. Last time Elway got a stud, he won a Super Bowl. He actually lost to Russell too, but mm. That's a, it's almost like he has to go back to the to the rent a QB situation, uh, you know, instead of instead of draft because clearly they can't draft a quarterback. Right. I mean, that's yeah. like out of the question. So it's kind of like, hey, if we want to win, the defense is good. It's competitive. They got really good running backs. They got really good receivers now. And so it's like that quarterback position has been the issue for that team. And I think getting Russell, getting someone like Peterson, an offensive play caller. I think that would be outstanding for them. Yeah, I think all the reasons that you mentioned about the offense, whether it's the running backs, the weapons, and obviously their defense has always, seems like the Broncos' defense has been a staple, even through the bad years that they've had. Uh, the, the interesting thing is this this feels as if a veteran quarterback is going to pick Denver, similar to how Brady picked the Bucks. You were looking at those Bucks teams, Will, and you were saying to yourself, man, if they just had a quarterback, and then they get Brady, they go on to win a Super Bowl. This is probably the best landing spot for any of these quarterbacks that are in this discussion of moving, if you're looking at it, with the exception being Rodgers staying in Green Bay, because I think Green Bay has a really good roster. But, man, if you're looking at that Denver team, I, I like that call. I didn't think of it. I've been sort of, you know, fanboying, and I got goggles on when it comes to Russell Wilson wearing Giants blue, but I don't think anyone wants to come here at the time, Well. That's what I mean is as a quarterback, you don't want to go to a uncertain situation. You Absolutely. Know? You, you want some some good some good bones. But I mean, I don't know, man. It's all oh, I saw. Great. Speaking of Giants, I saw that. <laughs> I think uh, Galladay and uh, Tony. Tony. Don't they had me. as many touchdowns as I did. Well, no TDs. That's crazy, right? Oh, you 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 paid big money in the first round pick. They have no TDs. That's crazy. Yeah. Well, That's I want to ask you one thing real quick before we get into some of these gambling takeaways. And you're looking at the Cardinals in this game coming up against Seattle. Are you worried about teams that had something to play for, which is a common theme in a lot of these games that we're going to discuss? 
So the Cardinals had something to play for. They lose this game on the last game of the regular season, but they are heading into the playoffs. Are you buying into like momentum going into the playoffs, especially for a team like Arizona that still had a chance at the division, especially with how this Rams game turned out? Yeah, it's interesting because a lot of the games this week, you had a team set for the playoffs versus a division opponent where either there was something to gain or whether there was there wasn't something to gain. Um, we'll get into the, obviously Detroit and Green Bay is another one. The Niners and the Rams was another one. Those division games, which is why in this in this situation, Seattle has something to play for. They're playing against a rival. Let's up. Let's just do something to like upset them. Let's not give them the division first of all, because uh, we have that. We have control of that. Because I know Pete Carroll's his his mantra is like, "Hey, win the West, and we're in. Win the West, we're mm-hmm. in." So let's not give it to Arizona. You know, I mean, we have we're playing against them, so you 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 do want to have some kind of momentum, you know, which is why, you know, I think you know Green Bay did play their guys uh, initially, and then Love came in and threw all those picks. So, yeah, I mean, you, you do want to have some kind of momentum, but however, you are in the dance, and and you have time to clear your head and and, and move on because once once you get into the playoffs, it it really is. I know fans and. and Analysts say like, "Hey, it's a different ballgame. It it really is. I mean, the the hits are are ten times harder. The the, the coaches are way more intense because there because there there is no tomorrow. It's, you're not playing a series. It's it's one and done, and that's just how it is. So, uh, I think yes, you want you want to have momentum, but at the same time, you once once you close that chapter, then you literally are all about it. It is a new season. It is a fresh start." It is. It is what it is. Now, momentum can't help you if if you're in this, you know, situation where you're barely you barely get in. Like this momentum is going to help San Fran. Um, they're not. They weren't in, but now they got in. It's going to help San Fran. San Fran is is probably the is the most dangerous team in the NFC, and um, that's why if if the Cowboys aren't at their best, they're gonna they're gonna struggle. If the Cowboys are at, are at their best, then Cowboys will go all the way to the Super Bowl. So good to see your insights. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. No, nah, well, games games like this one here where you had one team playing for something, Will, and the other team sort of just wanting to be spoiler, like you mentioned, these games are massively overinflated. The sports books know this. If the fans, if the bill at the bar knows that the Cardinals need this game in order to win their division, the sports book knows this too and this is something that you see on every week 17 in the past now week 18 slate so there's no edge it's built into the lines right right? heading into this week a lot of people blindly bet i had buddies that would hit me up and just say oh i'm betting this team because they need to win right it's like not so fast teams heading into the last week of the season since 2003 with playoff implications win and you're in scenarios will 16 and 26 against the spread. So the sports books are saying, oh, you need this win to make the playoffs? All right, bet. Let's add three more points to that line. Let's overinflate this. People are just going to blindly come in and bet on this anyway. And that's what you saw in this game, what you saw in a lot of player props, and a common theme throughout the rest of these games that we break down. Okay, so upset number two. Lamb, this was your upset of the week. 
the Lions beating the Packers 37 to 30. Um, my line plus 125. I did not see this happening, but we talked about it all year with the Lions. The one thing that Dan Campbell has them doing, they are competing. Again, another division game. Not really anything to play for in terms of any postseason implications, but it's a chance to let's let's line up and go against Green Bay. Let's go ahead and do our things. Uh, Green Bay ended up playing their starters into the halftime, which is why it was pretty competitive. Uh, Aaron, typical Aaron Rodgers, 14-18, two TDs. Um, Devontae ends up breaking the single-season Packers uh, receiving yards record. Again, it's weird this year because with the extra game, you know, these records yeah. are getting broken. So it is what it is with that. And um, yeah, and then Mike, the guy I've been like cheering about all year, even before he even got drafted, I said, this dude's going to be a steal. Amon Ra St. Brown uh, caps off his outstanding rookie, rookie season. Eight catches, 109 yards, one TD. And yeah, I, I, I'm just, it's so interesting because the fact that someone like him drops to the fourth round, it it kind of is almost like it's almost like lazy scouting to me. Hmm. You know, are you are you looking at like attributes or you know the biggest thing you want in a first round receiver? Like people like can he separate? Can he separate from somebody? But I look at maybe I'm biased because I got to watch him in person firsthand since since he was young in high school. And every single camp he went to, he, he also went to modern day, the best high school in the country. He was the best player on the best high school in the country. And he, he, he played in every, he played in every all American game and he dominated every single kid. All your favorite DBs that are in the NFL. He cooked them in high school. Yes. It's high school goes to USC ends up dominating guys at USC as well. And I just I just look at overall his his whole pedigree, his mentality. And even they would talk about it on Sunday. They said he's very he's so intense. He's so serious. You think they said talking to him, you think you're talking to a, a 35 year old, you know, 12 year NFL veteran. You think you're talking to a guy like that when you talk to Amon Ra. That's just how he is, you know, and that's why I was so shocked that he fell to the fourth round. And that's why I was like, he's going to be absolute still because this dude competes he is a baller he's the best out of all three of his brothers and i think it was just outstanding and you you see it right here for someone to come in especially to a team like that a team that was literally bottom of the barrel and being competitive and making plays it is it's really cool uh golf he again he found himself again sometimes sometimes you have to go through something to find yourself Mm-hmm. And what golf, you know, going to Cal, being a first round pick, you know, playing for the Rams, all was good. Let's send, let's send him to Detroit, you know, so we can, you know, get some hair in his chest and 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 get some kind of edge. Because that was the only thing that was missing from golf is no one, no one didn't think golf golf can throw the ball. Golf can throw the ball very well. Golf's a very good quarterback, but no one believed. He had an edge. No one was afraid of him. No one was like, okay, we're going to line up across golf and he's going to go ahead and just like tear us apart. And we're, we're afraid to get on his bad side, like Aaron or Tom Brady or Patrick Mahomes. You know what I'm saying? Like we're afraid to get on his bad side because he just might get hot and all of a sudden cook us up. 
I think you're starting to see a little more of that edge from golf. And I'm I'm not in the building in Detroit, but I'm sure golf is getting challenged every week by Dan Campbell. He's he's taking on some of that like, look, we're hired to, we're hired to compete. We're here to fight every single week. And you're seeing that in his quarterback play. Hey, man, you ain't kidding. 11 and 6, Will, the Detroit record against the spread. Only the Packers and the Cowboys have a better record this year. And I love what you said about St. Brown because a lot of times people don't really digest as much tape as they say they do. And that's the only rationale I have in a guy like that falling the way he did. Um, quick, Quick story. I watch a lot of European basketball with my dad when I used to live at home because like those games come on at 12, 1 o'clock in the afternoon on a Tuesday, Wednesday, right before Champions League soccer. I know you're a Champions League and soccer guy. And I used to watch Luca play. And this is the year that Luca was coming out with DeAndre Ayton. And look, Ayton's been fantastic for the Suns, but Luca is a top three to five guy in the league now. And I remember just telling my buddies, yo, I've seen this dude play. He's the MVP in the second biggest league in the world, and he's 18. He's going up against grown men, and he's dominating them. And they would all tell me, ah, you know, I've watched some highlights. Yeah, everyone looks on highlights. I'm like, no, 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 it's not highlights. I've watched games on a, on a random Thursday afternoon. I'm watching games. <laughs> so when you're watching someone, and like you said, you got to see them in high school too, it's, it's a different ball game from, you know, your, your combine runs or, or how much you bench press, you know? At yeah, least that's and- what I think. Well, no, you're right. And also, SC has gone through multiple head coaches. They're going through multiple quarterbacks. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't like he was there in a consistent environment, and he was kind of like – that's how he played. Like, he went through a yeah. lot. But but he still is who he is. So I think just uh, – I love I loved the fact that, that what's happening there for him is happening because I always thought he was an outstanding talent. Um, so some takeaways from this one. It's funny that I made this my uh, favorite upset of the week because – I just kept telling everybody and on Twitter, there are certain games you shouldn't bet. And this is this is one too, right? Like the Packers played in the first half, all their guys, and then they sat them. Like you said, Jordan Love comes in. But to bet or not to bet this game, because you didn't know. You didn't know. There were reports Rodgers was going to sit. Other reports Rodgers wanted to play because he didn't want to go two, three weeks without playing in a game. And this was just a game that you shouldn't have bet on, in my opinion. Um, just because it was just too much uncertainty. <laughs> yeah, I. But this was an interesting one too. When you took this, I was like, "Wow!" And then I saw it. I told you, I texted the group. I'm like, "Man, no way that this happened!" But it did. It did. Good for you. Well, Good yeah. At, at at the time, though, real quick. At the time, the initial reports when we recorded were that the the starters were going to sit. So yeah, Detroit catching points at home, like you were saying, they play tough division opponent. I felt like Dan Campbell would get his guys up for this last one. Let's go to upset number three. Dolphins beat the Patriots 33-24 as a plus 220 underdog. Um, I had this one. I I had them as my, you know, favorite of the week. For some reason, we cannot figure it out in South Beach. Um, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what it is. The two it's Miami flu. Last, oh, let's not let's not throw around the flu word, man. There's like there's like <laughs> yeah, too much climate, nonsense you're right, going you're right, you're right. I know. I'll take that back. Cut I that know. Out. <laughs> uh, Miami is two and four in their last six games. I mean, excuse me. The Patriots are two and four in their last six games in South Beach. 
Waddle sets the rookie catch record for a buck four. He also had a thousand yards and six TDs on the year. So, I mean, these SEC receivers, man, are just getting it done. Mac Jones threw a pick six. I don't want to read his stats. He has 20, 30, 261, one TD. He threw a pick six. Mm-hmm. And Duke Johnson gets it done at the crib. Another 100 yards on the ground. Yeah, I just I just felt th- with the momentum with Miami, how strong they're playing on both sides of the football. And um, yeah, I just I just felt good about it. That's just what it was. This, you know, despite Miami having lots of success against the Patriots at home, again, I just felt especially, especially, especially with Miami's defense, like how well they're playing, how physical they have been, and the momentum, again, which is why the firing of Brian Flores was a shock. So what are some outstanding gambling takeaways you got from this game? Nine and two in their last 11 games versus uh, versus the Patriots are the Dolphins in Miami. And this is also the, the Brady Patriots, too. Just something about New England when they go down there. Maybe it's because... That uh, the, the hot weather and the humidity catches up to them after being in 23 degree weather in, in New England. I don't know, Will, but it's just something alarming. And uh, I, I thought about this. In your experience as a player, were there ever any places where you just didn't want to go play in? Because they uh, either had your number or it's the fans or it's something like that. Yeah, I mean, the... The the one place, not just myself, but I knew the whole league was New Orleans. You know, I don't think anyone really wanted to play in New Orleans. That place was nuts. I mean, you look at look at Drew Brees's record, right? I think he played like 100, 145 games at home, 142 games away. At home, in 145 games, he threw 332 touchdowns and 119 picks. Away, he's thrown 239 touchdowns and 124 picks. Almost 100 less touchdowns away, you know, and, and pretty much in the same amount of games. New Orleans was was absolutely nuts. And the people were mo- were mean. They were rude. I almost said mood, mean and rude together. <laughs> they were just absolutely crazy. The place was rowdy. So you just knew, like, that place is going to be rough. I don't think I ever won a game in New Orleans. I can't I can't think of one time I did. And it, I, it reminds me of the, the playoffs when we were in with New York. And we were begging for San Fran to beat New Orleans. We were like, oh, my gosh. Well, not no one wants to go to New Orleans. We Like, we'd rather go to – even though the San Fran game was close as hell. But nobody wanted to go down there. And, t- like, to, to my point, that's what it was. So, yeah, New Orleans – not having it, man. They were they were mean to us. They were mean to our fans. Like if you wore a different jersey, forget about. Thank you, thank you. Who you were, woman, male, child, you were getting cussed out. Although San Fran, San Fran actually did that. They cussed out my nephew at the time. I think he was like five. You know, they <laughs> said something crazy. They said something crazy to him. Uh, just absolutely disrespectful. I know everyone talks a lot about like Philly being a bad place, but like I never had any drama in Philly. Philly mm-hmm. was cool. Philly was straight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was my favorite combo from the the show we did together out in Vegas because it was cool to hear the players say, "Man, I didn't want to play New Orleans" because that's what my friends and I, all us Giants fans, were saying. Just don't go to New Orleans. You know, we got we got throttled 
uh, earlier in the regular season. Throttled. Just house of horrors. So it was nice to hear that from you. All right, this show is brought to you by WinBet. The NFL playoffs are just around the corner. So what are you waiting for? Download the WinBet app and start winning today. New using take advantage of WinBet's bet $1, win $100 offer. If you bet just $1, you can win a free $100 bet on almost any sport. NFL, NBA, NHL, MLB, college football. Y'all got one week left. <laughs> UFC, boxing, and more. And they're also offering a 200% wager matchup up to $1,500. Nick, what are you liking this week on the app? I would. If you bet, don't say Alabama, you're off the show. Well, go ahead. No, no, no. We we spoke <laughs> about that last week. But what I do want to mention, Will, is these playoff games now, especially more so than ever, because we've narrowed the pool down, and these are like the the, the best teams in the league because they made the playoffs for the most part. Uh, bet the lines early in some cases, yes. like the Bengals, for example. I would bet that as soon as possible. It's minus six on win bet right now. You look at the Raiders, they play a Sunday night football game, goes into overtime, nine minutes and 58 seconds worth of overtime. Like, yeah, it goes to the end of overtime. Goes to the end. Now they got to go on a short week because they're playing the 4.30 Eastern time game on Saturday. Terrible scheduling spot. And I know the Bengals also played on Sunday, but they played in Cleveland. I don't know how far exactly Cleveland oh, and the, and the starters is. didn't play. And the starters didn't play. Chase played a couple drives just to break that record, and they pulled him also. I think that line will come Saturday. You might see it balloon up to seven, seven and a half. I would bet that right now if if you like the Bengals. Yeah, and because if you look at the Raiders, everyone in that game last night was exhausted. Oh, man. Especially that 19-play drive. Oh, my gosh. Those dudes were cooked. Even though the clock said two minutes, it was probably like a whole hour. Uh, is how long that thing took. So uh, thanks, Nick, for that. For all the details on the offers we mentioned earlier, download the WinBet app now and set the odds in your favor. Offer subject to change. Term conditions at WinBet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where WinBet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. All right. Today, our upset of the week. The Jaguars did it again. Plus 650. They ruined the Colts. Playoffs hopes as a plus 15 underdog. 23 to 20. This was crazy. Now, I want to read something. Um, oh, by the way, before I get into that, uh, Dave Gettleman just retired. So, all right, we'll get on to that. All right. Uh- <laughs> retired. <laughs> retired. Yes. Yeah. But I got a I got a cool text from Colts GM Chris Ballard. He was like, he's like, dude, we got our asses whooped. I won't hide from it. He said, it's on me. I'll fix it. And that's 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 wild, man. It's like it is teed up for you. It is right there. That it is just look, just just get it done. And you you go against a team who essentially this year was the laughing stock of the league memes everywhere the clown emoji is like was a big deal in jacksonville and it's like i mean i don't i really don't use the term fumble the bag but gosh i mean there is mm-hmm. no better indication than fumbling a bag than this sure it's everyone say it's the nfl there's, there's no easy walk in the park you know any given sunday it's the truth any given sunday is the truth but man if there was a, a matchup that was like hello like plus 15 
my gosh, like, let's go. You know what I'm saying? So that that was that was tough uh, for, for that to happen. Uh, Marvin Jones goes off. He he got his incentive, I think, for half a mil. He needed four more catches and got that done. But it's hard because you really you really want to. We can talk about Pittman and Jonathan Taylor and the future of the Colts, but it's like they were ready right now. Mm-hmm. Why 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 should we talk about the future of the Colts? Well, they had everything they needed right now. They have. Supposed to have the quarterback. They have an outstanding defense. They have the running back. They have the O-line. Sure, Pittman was was emerging to be, you know, a number one, and him and T.Y. are still, you know, 1A, 1B. They don't have, like, the guy that you're like, we got to take him away. But they were good enough to compete for a Super Bowl this year. And to for that to happen was out was extremely tough now i've i can't remember if i've been in a situation like this in the nfl actually you know what i can say i have when i was in green bay and the giants came and beat us in 2007 to go play the patriots we already beat the giants that year we beat them at metlife in 2007 and they came to us in that freezing cold game and i was like we just gotta we'll get this done we just gotta put up you know maybe 17 points I already had a suit picked out. I already have. I still have my shoes. I got these platinum Gucci shoes. They're still in my closet. Never wore them yet. I don't think I ever wear them. I just go look at them as like a sign of like, damn, Brett, you threw that pick. (laughs) (laughs) Also, I was like, I felt something like that when I was uh, at Boston College. We had to play Syracuse. The last game, Syracuse was not good. We beat them. We go to the BCS championship. That's it. We beat Syracuse, BCS bowl game for us. Outright Big East champion. We get bombarded. We get bombarded by Detroit. Remember they had this one player named Diamond Ferry, and he was a safety. They needed help at running back, so he played running back. I think he had like 200 yards rushing, and he had a pick six. He obliterated us, and we just be like blew it. So that was that was a tough one, tough one to watch, man. Uh, Jacksonville goes off on a high note, and they end up getting a number one pick. So kudos to Jacksonville. I mean, that's the momentum you want. So, gosh, some for some reason, like the Patriots struggle in Miami. It's all about that Florida Heat, man. The Colts go down there and and they get. Well, I can't remember last. What's the last time they won in uh, in Jacksonville? It's been about six years now. I remember last year with Phillip Rivers, week one, the Jaguars beat them, and then they lost 15 straight games. So there's just something about them playing the Colts. Also, Josh Allen uh, loves playing Indianapolis. Like His two best games of the year came against Indianapolis as well, the edge rusher. Right. And, Will, this is... Yeah, I talked about it before, 16 and 26 against the spread in games in which the team needs. This is 15 and a half points. It's a lot of points in a division game. And especially when you're at home, we saw the Jaguars do this before also. Look, I'm not going to sit here and say that I called the upset. I did take the Jaguars with the points, bet numbers, not teams, the overinflation. But to lose outright, I mean, if, if Frank Wright 
was any other coach, I feel like that that could be a fireable <laughs> offense on Black Monday. And I know you hate it when I say this, but like, man, how do you drop a game like this? No, nah, it's wild. But again, what we talked about earlier in the show, right? Uh, division game where there's implications for one and not for the other. And sure enough, man, that's it's it's tough too when it's when it's when you're in. You know, yeah. it's a different situation when like the Steelers, you have you need certain outcomes to happen, you know, in order for you to get in. You just do your part. Where you are in 100% control of your destiny and you don't get it done. Shout out to the Niners for getting it done. Yeah. <laughs> getting in there. No, you're right. It's the best position to be in and even that Sunday night football game too. Whoever won that made the playoffs. Like I I much rather be in that than have to worry. Like Pittsburgh lucked out, but they needed all these things to happen and they did, yeah, they, they happened. But they did their part. Right. Yeah, you they take care of business. Part. Right. All right. So, <laughs> like I said, we always have a fun segment from my guy, Nick Diaz. He always has something cool. So, apparently, Lamb is going to give me money, mm-hmm. right? So, it's not when Will Black is money. It's when Nick Diaz is money. So, Nick, <laughs> talk about this one here. Look, Will, you're my guy. I had a nice weekend in the sports investment you market. You did have a nice weekend there. So... I want to give you some money to gamble with for being a stand-up guy. However, there are some rules that you got to abide by, right? So I'm going to give you a nice stack, a nice thousand piece, thousand dollars. You have to bet on two teams to win their conference. However, they need to be teams that are playing road games this weekend, meaning no division winners. Your choices are the Cardinals the Niners and the Eagles and the NFC. And you got the Patriots, the Raiders and the Steelers and the AFC. So if I'm in the NFC, I'm going Niners out the gate. There's no question about that. Um, I think simply because they have, they still have a lot of the players that took them to the Super Bowl before, especially right. Jimmy G at the quarterback. And so they, they got into the dance and and they got well. Excuse me. They got into the tournament and made it to the dance. You know, in in football terms, the dance is obviously March Madness. But they got into the tournament and made it to the final dance. So they have seen it. They know what it's like. They know what it takes. They know how to do it. So I will put money on the Niners in that case. And then, of course, if I go to the AFC, I'm putting money on the Patriots. I mean, that's <laughs> no. You know what? I'm shaking my head because they, I feel like those are the the correct answers to this you have the you got the patriots experience i mean you're looking at the steelers they're 13 point underdogs in kansas city but the right? steelers but the steelers they're weird man they're weird they're weird because they're it's one of those teams where despite any drama adversity whatever it is they're never i feel like they're never at odds with each other I feel like that's what makes Coach Mike Tomlin one of the greatest coaches in NFL history is that stuff always comes out in terms of like, hey, there's an issue here, there's an issue here. He addresses it with the media. He addresses it with the person, the player, and they move on. Period. Mm-hmm. And he's like, all right, you know, and but that, that's leadership for my head coach, which is why they are, he has, he's never had a losing season in 15 years. And so that's what kind of is like pursue with caution. 
<laughs> now that go. we're in the playoffs, pursue with caution. You know, so be, and the reason why I say I'm not sure because like you do, you don't know which Big Ben you're gonna get. Mm-hmm. You know, he might take some great medicine. He's feeling good right now, so you, he, it could be a game where Big Ben is on the money and guys are not dropping passes. Najee Harris had a nasty elbow injury. He came back and, and finished that. We don't know what he's going to look like. But TJ Watt can just ruin the game. And him and Minka can just ruin the game. That's 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 very, very possible. They have the players to disrupt Mahomes. That's how you beat Kansas City. And if Kansas City has issues on defense right now, they can't have that right now. So, yeah, but still, it's the Patriots. I can never go against the Patriots, especially when they're at this far, when they're in the tournament. But yeah, money goes on those two teams. Yeah, I got to agree with you. Uh, well, I, I think the Niners initially. I wanted to say Arizona, absolutely, not. but uh, yeah, I just, <laughs> I just can't see it. And absolutely and not. I will say though, I think, I think I wouldn't mind playing Tampa Bay right now. Absolutely, with how they look at wide receiver. Their defense being a little shaky. It's look, I'm I still think Tampa Bay is gonna beat the Eagles, but Jalen Hurts, I think, is he's a wild card. Um, I, I think he can make plays, a lot of plays. He's been in big games, and he just strikes me as someone where the stage is never gonna be too big for him. And I just think right now, Tampa Bay, as they currently are, I wouldn't be that upset to face them. No, I think I think Jalen Hurts does have that the energy the the aura he's everything you want from a um, intangible standpoint for a quarterback, right? And I mean the, the prime example is him him getting benched at, at Alabama, watching Tua win. Mm. He celebrates with Tua, goes to Oklahoma, and goes off, and then goes to Philly, gets the opportunity. Now he's the guy. He always he has that mindset where not not that the moment's ever too big to, but it's never it's never um he's never rattled from the situation. Uh right, it's never too big in terms of like all the magnitude, or it's never too big in terms of an issue. He's always neutral. And to and to get a guy like that is is great, you know? And that's ironically, the quarterback he's playing against has the greatest mind when it comes to that, and Tom Brady. You have you have somebody explode on the sideline, and you still just go ahead and go down and throw a game winning touchdown, like that right there is Tom Brady in itself. Yeah. Like he's not worried. I think it was like I said, I think it was Jane Slater that put out. If I was Tom Brady, I would be livid. I would be furious. This man lived in my home. I helped bring him back. I would be furious that he did this to me. And I'm like, Tom is not going to be furious. He's not going to be livid. He's gonna be disappointed, but he's a, he's a situational guy. Like he mm-hmm. he studies film. He they would say know your personnel. This was a risk. He knew that. He's surprised. He's probably surprised that it took this long for it to happen. That it didn't happen last year. You know, so he he's not disappointed. I mean, he's not he's not livid, but he's disappointed. You know. But I will say this though, like for Tampa, they could, I mean, well, AB they got a ring last year, so it worked, you know. So yes. it just didn't work a second time. So everybody <laughs> can say what they want, but they got what they needed. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Absolutely. 
Absolutely. <laughs> All right. So that's it for today's show. But next episode, we'll be back to preview Wild Card Weekend, which I'm excited for. I love the playoffs. There's nothing like it. Once again, this is Upsets and Underdogs presented by WinBet. Do not forget to subscribe, throw us a rating and review, and tell your friends. My seven-year-old daughter subscribed to the show, so you can too. <laughs> Follow me on all socials at Will Blackburn. Nick, where can they find you? Nick Day is 10 on all social media. All right, we'll catch you next time. Peace out. <laughs>